Psalms 136 will be where we're at tonight. Psalms 136. It's a joy to see these boys playing instruments, you know. They're doing their best to play their best while they're sitting there. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, what a joy. The joy serving the Lord <clears throat> each and every day. The psalmist here says in 136 verse 1, will give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. What a loving God. I think even we saved don't understand how much God really loves us. We know what he did for us. We know he redeemed us. But the love he has for people is beyond our conception, I think. So let's just look into this for a moment and see what we can gleam out of it. Let's pray. Father, we love you because you first loved us. Lord, as we look into your holy written word, I pray, God, that you'd give us some nuggets from heaven, Lord, that you'd help me to just expound on a couple things here for the church. Lord, that you'd help us all tonight through your word. Bring us to a different plateau, maybe, from where we're at. Closer to you tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In Psalms 136, it says in verse 1, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. And he is the God of gods. There is no God greater than the God we serve. And he's proven that. Yet people stand up against him. But you know what? We that are saved, we're going to depart here and we're going to heaven. And we won't worry about anything anymore. Or everything will be perfect. Brother Dave, you're going to have a mansion. Yeah. What a wonderful day, huh? That will be. It says, when our Savior we shall see. When we look upon his face, we shall see him. What a wonderful Savior. In verse 3 it says, <clears throat> excuse me, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, or to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him, alone, <clears throat> to him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. <clears throat> the sun to rule the day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand, with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, 
for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, or see, but overthrew Pharaoh and his hosts in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which lead his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Shion, king of Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever, and gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even the inheritance unto Israel, his servants, for his mercy endureth forever, who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever, and hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever, who have given who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Let's take just a moment here and look at a couple things about God and his mercy that endures forever. What a God. We, we, We tend to overlook some things, and I think his mercy for us should show us that He's deserving of our praise once in a while. And we sing praises to him when we sing hymns. And he looks down upon us and he's just sucking it up because he loves it when people love him back. God says, we love him because he first loved us. If he didn't share that mercy with us, wow, what a tragedy. We wouldn't even be here today. To him alone, in verse 4, doeth great wonders. Isn't that wonderful? God, by a spoken word, brought the planets into existence. He made the, the earth and the heavens appear. He says the, the water sp- spread about and let the dry land appear. Isn't that amazing? All he has to do is say, Let there be light, and the sun appears. There it is. When he speaks, all the atoms line up and everything happens in the atmosphere. Whatever he says happens. Isn't that something? And we wonder at these things. Do you ever really think about how the planets stay in the atmosphere of space, and they actually rotate in the wrong direction, but they don't go anywhere. That's the wonder of God. He keeps everything in his hand, just like it's supposed to be. No matter how many people rebuke it, try to find out why it's not of God, and we have a Savior that holds all things together in existence all for his own glory. And he tries to prove to man that he's the God of glory. He made the heavens and the earth. Let's look in Genesis 1, chapter 1 real quick. Verse 
Stephen likes this verse. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Isn't that something? Just like that. He spoke it into existence. And if you look down in verse 4, it says, oh no, in verse 3 it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. <laughs> Isn't that something? I mean, the people, people don't even marvel at it. And you can wonder, now I can say something, but it's not going to happen. They say, the, the uh, evolutionists say that nothing blew up and made everything. Now, that doesn't make any sense, does it? God said, let there be light, and the sun appeared. And then he says in, in verse 4, And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. <laughs> what a Savior. And if you go down a little bit further, it says in verse 6, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Look over to verse 16. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, which is the sun, and the lesser light, which is the moon, to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And we know, or at least I've heard, that uh, we know that from studies that each person on earth could own 11 trillion stars if you owned them. And that's the ones we can count. Isn't that something? People are buying stars. Isn't that silly? Somebody says, I'll sell you a star. And you pay him 500 bucks and you could own a star. Which one is it? Out of the trillions and trillions of stars. I guess just take your pick. And they give you a certificate. God owns it. And you know what? If you're a born-again, blood-bought Christian, that's part of your inheritance. He already gave it to you through his wondrous, mighty hand. Let's go back here to Psalms 136. He provided heavenly lights, the sun, the moon, and the stars, He's full of power. Whatever he says takes place. We covered that. He's able to rescue even in difficult situations. You ever get in a difficult situation? If you were unsaved one day, you were in a difficult situation. You were destined to hell. But he saved you out of a difficult situation because you trusted him. He says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. He'll take care of you. 
You can't convince people of that, though. You can't show them how great God is. Here, read this. Let God show them. I was once dealing with a person not too long ago. He says, you know, I, I just... I just don't know that I'm saved or not. I said, well, give me a minute. I run and get this book. I don't tell them I think you're saved. I don't think you're saved. I don't tell them. I just say, here's the book. Let's read. I've seen people come to Christ after they've read. I've sat an hour and a half reading Bibles with people. And finally they say, I need to be saved. Let God work it out. It's his book. The Holy Spirit will bring people to the saving knowledge of the truth if they'll let them. Some people get under conviction and they run the other way. They think it's something not right. I've heard that. I think God will try and try and try two or three really good times in a person's life to bring him to the saving knowledge of the truth. Why do I say just a few times? Because God's way is the promised way. There's no doubt when God saves a person that you're born again. But when he saved me, I knew I didn't understand it all, but when I cried out to God and asked him to save my wretched soul, and he did finally save me, I knew he did. And there's no question, and you can't take it away, you can't discourage me from it. I got born again March 22nd, 2009, and I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things were passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And he's still trying to change me. Be holy, for I am holy. He's full of power. He's able to rescue in difficult situations. He can cause great miracles. A living person is a miracle. There's, you can't explain it. You know how much the detail is in just the feeling? I lost feeling in my finger when I, broke, when I crushed my hand last September. And just to miss that feeling, that's amazing. It's amazing how much feeling matters to us. Your eyes and when you can see and, and you know distance and, and all kinds of different things, just looking, you can see color and space and objects. And what an amazing eye we have. Look at the honeybee, for instance. That didn't just pop out of nothing. Nothing blew up and we got a honeybee. That bee is amazing. And the honey it produces is so good for us. What a Lord, full of power. He causes miracles. Look, at he divided the Red Sea. The pastor gave me this when he was preaching last weekend. He made the, the highway out of nowhere. 
He got his people down by the lakeshore, and they had nowhere to go. Now, the Red Sea is, I didn't study it out, it's quite a big, quite a big body of water. And it's, uh, I looked, I've heard things before about how it's where they cross, it's 900 feet deep in some areas. Can you imagine? And pastor's talking about the wall going up. If the water's 900 feet deep, that means those walls were 900 feet high, spread out, and it's dry land for them to walk across. Let's go back here to uh, Exodus chapter 14 real quick. Look at verse 19. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. The angel of God following the people. And the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. And we know who that is, right? God himself, the pillar of a cloud. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness unto the, in darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. God protected those people. He protects us the same way, you know. If we'll let them, he, it's in a different way. The Holy Spirit, he's the executor of the will, and he, he can take care of us. And look what he does for these people. He, he makes sure that the enemy can't see him. And he says he'll make our enemies to be at peace with us. They would still not understand it. And Moses, verse 21, stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. What an amazing God. If you're in trouble, and I tell the Sunday school kids, if you've got a problem, you can give it to God, and he'll help you out. If you're, if you're asking him and trusting him, and you have a relationship with the God of glory, he'll be there for you. We don't always understand why he makes us wait for certain things, but he has a reason. He has a reason in all things. And we just have to wait on the Lord. And the children of Israel, they got down there and they couldn't believe where they were. Nowhere to turn. And God said, stretch your hand out about the water. Bring your staff up. And that, could you imagine seeing something like that? I wish I could have seen it, really. But I wouldn't want to travel around in the wilderness for 40 years because I was on a 30-day journey. <laughs> Every time he turned around, he had to rescue them out of something. What was it? Their unbelief. 
It was their unbelief. And they kept falling back. They wished they were back in, in the hands of Pharaoh because they, they thought God brought them out there just to die. He gave them water out of a rock because they complained they were thirsty and were going to die from thirst. But he, he's an amazing God, and we can count on him. He can destroy those that would stand in our way. Look what he did for the army. No, I forgot. They called on God because the army was coming after them. And God sent the angel to wipe out 185,000 people. And they got up and walked into the woods to go to war, and everybody was dead the next morning. You don't believe God will help you? It's because of your unbelief. Even kings and dominions don't have power to stand against him. No one's ever stood against God and walked out alive. Satan and his followers, they had it made in heaven, but they stood up against God. Think they're going to kick him off the throne and take over heaven. That didn't work out so well, did it? Now we got to deal with them. He's full of compassion. Look at verse 20, uh, 23 through 26. He remembered us in our lowest state. One day I was reading the Bible and I realized how low I was. I didn't have nowhere to go, nowhere to turn. God was reaching down in my lowest state and drawing me unto himself. For the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. And boy, I'll tell you, if you're not saved, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and let God redeem your soul. Look at the next verse. And hath redeemed us from our enemies. You know, one day we're just going to go to heaven altogether. And we might not go at the same time. Brother Al beat us there. He left his body and was in the hands of Jesus that moment. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. He came out of that body <laughs> one second after his heart quit, maybe less than that. He received on himself a white garment and he was right in front of Jesus. Our Savior, we shall see. When we look upon his face, he saved us by his grace. He redeemed us from, our, from the enemy, and he provides for us. Look at verse 25. 
who giveth food to all flesh. The psalmist David wrote, I've not seen the righteous forsaken, neither his seed begging bread. If you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can trust him to clothe you and feed you and give you way much more. God gives us way more than he says he will. It's amazing. He goes above and beyond what we could even ask or even think. That's what his word says. And he does. I've seen it. I've seen it many times. He feeds people, everybody. He could right now dry up the waters with a spoken word. And everybody die of thirst. He turned the water into blood for Pharaoh and his gang. Pharaoh was actually a picture of the devil. God controlled him, didn't he? He told Moses, I'm going to do these things. And Moses said, what? (laughs) You want me to go back to Egypt? Yeah, tell him I am sent you. And that said it all. The great I am sent you. And I'll be with you, he said. He's with us right now. Every, every day he's with us. Do we call on his power, his wisdom? Do we call on him to take care of us, to witness to the lost, to feed the, the uh, um, missionaries? They have a need. They have a need. And I know we meet a lot of needs. But their needs are coming in daily. And I pray every day for missionaries, especially the ones we support. Because they get new needs every day and we don't know about them. And they pray to God and, and God lays it on our hearts what we should do. And we have two here, three board, no, two boards to fill up yet. And I hope we can fill those parts because it'd be nice to see. I was in Lansing, Michigan for a short time. They support 220 missionaries. They have it called the wall, the wall, the halls of faith. When you walk down, it's it's 110 missionaries on this side, and you walk back, it's 110 missionaries on that side. Isn't that something? And God uses that. And we support some of the same ones. Brothers do know. And he's working hard every day to get the word of God into the hands of people that don't have it. Never heard it. And he prints and prints and prints and sends it around the world. All at the cost of what it cost him not to make a profit. But you know what? (laughs) God supplies every need he has, and he always has. We should appreciate God a little bit more. He knows our works, and he knows our walk, and he knows our needs. And we need to look up to God Now, he knows my needs, so when I pray, I don't, sometimes I'll ask him for things, because he says you have not, because you ask not. 
But most of the time, I'll ask them to meet your needs or your needs or their needs. Because I know he wants to meet my needs. And I don't have to worry about him doing it. And he's done it over and over and over. Because he's God and he loves us. His mercy endureth forever. Forever and ever. The psalmist in 138 verse 1, it says, I will praise thee with my whole heart. That's what we're supposed to do. Not a little praise here last month, last week. Our whole heart is praising God when we're awake. And the first, and I'm not trying to lift myself up and pat myself on the back, but when I wake up in the morning, I said, thank you, Lord, for another day. And when I lay my head down, I pray for my wife and son and tell God, thank you, Lord, for keeping us safe in this day. Would you continue to keep us safe throughout the night? There's some times coming. And it might be rough. But we have a God that gives us the victory through his son, Jesus Christ. And the world can't take that away. No matter how hard they try, no matter from ever, from way back when they were burning every Bible and burning people on the cross for having one. They never got rid of it, did they? He's always preserved his word and took his saints to heaven where they sit with him today. That's something we can count on because his mercy endureth forever. And he doesn't just love us. He loves lost people. He died for them. He just keeps us here so we can try to reach him. So let's keep working for God. Let's keep pressing on to the higher calling of God. There's a prize there. Let's pray.